0: You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: And good morning and welcome into a hump day edition of Inside the Locker Room 205-342-9904 is the phone number for the show. Here we got Justin Jones behind the glass. We'll get you right in on the show with us this morning. The X accounts at locker room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. We talk about the app. Download that app. We got people listening really all over the country on the app. Uh, if you don't mind, shoot us a X, where you're actually listening at this morning. But I know we have calls from Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana. Old Dicker hadn't called us this week. But uh, from all over the country, we appreciate everybody tuning in to all the shows here on Tide 100.9. Of all the colors, yellow to us is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, a pier, a deck, a fence, a pergola. You want to build that five-star backyard. You want to do a pressure-treated pine from great southernwood yellowwood offers the best protection against rot fungal decay and termite attack, and so it's no wonder yellowwood is the brand of joyce if you want to find the closest dealer to you go to yellowwood.com put in your zip code that'll pop right up and always remember if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it then believe me you don't want it good morning dad how are you this morning
2: I'm doing okay uh, for our listeners. Barry and M1 last night. I'll give him a chance to talk about that when I get through with this little quick segment of mine. And uh, he plays again, of course, on, on Thursday. Uh, but a uh, good win last night. I saw the game. Uh, last night, uh, South Carolina got by Ole Miss 68 65, made, uh, I think, uh, four or five more threes than, than, um, than Ole Miss did. Uh, pretty much a defensive game. Wasn't a lot of free throws sh- shot on either side which was good and made the game a little bit more enjoyable. Uh, Kentucky, uh, 109-77 to over over Vanderbilt. Um, they shot so many cotton-picking kind of threes. Kentucky made 15. Vanderbilt made 12. Don't know what they, whatever. But uh, Vanderbilt uh, got to the line 30 times uh, against Kentucky, which is a little bit unusual. Uh, Alabama and Auburn will be on tonight uh, at 6 o'clock. And Houston, um, uh, I got a call last night from Kelvin Sampson, one of the assistants there. uh, He got kicked out of the game last night, but they beat Oklahoma State. And um, Clemson uh, upset, uh, I would call it an upset, I guess, at North Carolina. Second time they've beaten them in history. And Iowa State uh, ended up beating Texas at Texas. Uh, I would say probably in my life, my lifetime of trying to coach, that the Auburn game, the Auburn day, was the worst day of my life. Every year, uh, I was miserable all week. I was I had the game when I was assistant to get ready for, and of course uh, when I was the head coach, it, it came the same way. Uh, it was a miserable day for me, and um, I just I just I just couldn't couldn't handle it didn't handle it very well you know we did well against them we had a lot of wins a lot more wins than did losses but it was a um a bad day for me um alabama uh, uh auburn is a five and a half point favorite tonight um the uh, the people of south carolina south carolina Clemson the coaches in coastal carolina have asked the the state legislature to do do something about uh uh, the, the uh, NIL offers to give them a chance to directly, uh, handle companies to to give money to kids, uh, directly. And the ladies as well. Of course, uh, uh, South Carolina's got a big ladies program. So they're in a big, and they, they, it looks like they're going to try to get something like that passed for the state. Uh, I'm not going to go into all this stuff about the stuff, of the judge, uh, um, they're going to keep nil like it is and denied uh, Tennessee and Virginia's bid to uh, try to change it a little bit, and uh, so that that's that. And um, you know, South Carolina wanted them to go right, give the money to the athletes directly, and 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 get the money from uh, say they were saying they're way behind. So we'll see what happens. That's a big controversy. I don't know if there's even any use talking a whole lot about it uh is a thirteen and a half point favorite tonight against uh, uh i think l s u and auburn five and a half uh against alabama um let's see uh state is eight over georgia and uh a and m is uh missouri gets five against a and m so those are the games tonight six o'clock uh, as i mentioned uh, Barry will be happy to know about will wade because he he likes Will Wade and mm-hmm. Will Wade has a new five year contract at McNeese because he's doing very very well. Um, we are having Tr Dunn on today. Uh, I'd called Tr about his birthday and in the meantime, not even thinking it was the Alabama Auburn game, I said, "Why don't you be on next week?" And he could he picked Wednesday, so uh, he's going to be on today. What a great player he was, and he can. Uh, give some insight into whatever he wishes to give. He was a great pro player, 16 years in the pros, coached in the pros, and heck of a guy out of West End High School in Birmingham, and it took some work to get him. So um, that's about it right now. As far as the standings are concerned, South Carolina has moved into second place. I think they're 8-2 and two or something like that. Uh, they do have to go, as my memory, as best I can, they have to go to Auburn go to Ole Miss, A&M, and Mississippi State, and they also have uh, Florida and uh, Tennessee coming to their place. I, I still say that the four teams that uh, I've selected, not I've selected the four teams, I think, Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, and Kentucky will be the top four right now. Alabama's in, in, the, in the race right now to be the best team, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, outside of that, Barry, if you want to – we do have Bill Cameron on today at, at the uh, second hour. And um, if you got something you want to say about last night's game, you, know, you can do so.
1: Uh, so yeah, it was, uh, obviously it was um – the first round of the area tournament games are uh, win and advance on or lose and your season's over. Uh, so to explain to people, it's kind of confusing. Uh, some areas only have three teams. Some have four. Some have as many as five. I don't think anybody in 6A has five. But uh, they, in, in basketball in 6A, you have an area. There's four teams in your area. Football, they have regions. There's eight teams in your region. Basketball needs to go to regions. Uh, instead of areas where you'd have eight teams, that would give you 14 region games. But right now we have it at four. Our area here locally is Central, who's very, very good. Uh, Hillcrest, who's very, very good. And Paul Bryant, who could possibly be the best team, six A team in the state, and obviously Northridge. Uh, so last night, one played four, which uh, Bryant knocked off Central in a great game, 43-40. And uh, we beat Hillcrest, who was the three seed. We were the two seed. And so... What that means is we advance on and play Thursday night at six. Win or lose, you do advance. Uh, We're matched up with uh, Helena and Pelham's area. So if we were to, whoever wins the game on Thursday would get a home game Saturday and play the runner up of that area. So that would be Pelham or Helena who play tonight. And whoever loses has to go on the road. But, um, you know, I thought our. Guys played well. We didn't play extremely smart at the very end. We had a pretty good lead, and we were still shooting the ball. Uh, I don't mind the shooting. I don't want to stop trying to score, but I don't want to take 25-foot threes, which we, <laughs> we did at times. But I had a sophomore uh, guard, uh, Jordan Suter. Uh, who stood up last night, scored 14 points in the second half. He had a tremendous summer. He played football, had a couple of concussions. He's kind of battled that, but uh, he really uh, played great. The second half, Jonas Wilkins, another kid, uh, made three threes, which was huge. We had four guys in double figures, so it was uh, a fun night to, to play. He'll oh, create. he had a good rebounder, too. Yeah, uh, Jack did a good job on the glass, uh, rebounded the ball, and um, – Hillcrest now will move on to 7A next year. So they haven't picked the areas there, but they will move on and they will not be in our area anymore. So it was really the last time we played Hillcrest for the next two years in the area game. We'll still try to play on, but it just won't be an area game. So uh, I appreciate you and Mom being there. We had a lot of uh, Northridge people come over, which always helps right behind our bench. And so it was a none of my players uh, that are on this team have ever played in the state tournament. Now that guarantees them an opportunity to do that uh, this year. So we're 24-4. and four. Uh, We've had a good year, but uh, look forward to playing tomorrow night out at Paul Bryant. Um, so if you can get out and support uh, any of these teams, I know ACA the uh, won their area tournament, regular season and tournament last night, knocking off Hill County. They believe County High lost last night to Hoover, so their season's over. So, there are some still local teams, obviously us and Paul Bryant, ACA. I'm sure I'm probably missing. Tuscaloosa Academy also beat uh, Aliceville last night up in Marion. So, uh, Coach Butler, did you see Coach Butler? I saw him after the game. He did say, I said, did you see Dad? He said, did say he went down and talked to you. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so. He yeah, looked good. Yeah. He um, sure did. I, um, uh... I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about this game
2: tomorrow night. Uh, tonight.
1: Yeah, I want to bring it up uh, because I, I think um, Bruce Pearl and even Nate Oates, they're, they're jabbing back and forth a little bit. I, I think there's a respect among each other, but they both – Really want to win this game. I remember when Avery Johnson uh, was first going to play, and we'll call it the Iron Bowl. I don't know if you got. and he's like acting like, you know, guys, y'all know who I've played? I played against the Boston Celtics. He kind of played it down like it wasn't a big game, and he realized real fast what a mistake that was. And and I'm looking at the AL.com, uh, Dad, and I want to read you Bruce Pearl's quotes, and I want to see if you agree with him. And would you say this? He says, The Alabama victory means more because obviously it's a great rivalry. We want to win the Iron Bowl, Auburn coach Bruce Pearl said. The game matters to us. It matters more to our fans. It matters more to the Auburn family. It matters more to me, and it matters more to my players. So I like that. I I think when you say, oh, it's just another game. It's just one of the 18 conference games. It's not. It's, It's like Duke and North Carolina. Do you agree? I think you I know you agree on the inside. Would you have been that public about it? Or were you? I can't remember uh, about this particular game.
2: Oh, I probably would have. Yeah, I I, I was, um, you know, people stayed away from me pretty much that week. I probably would have. I probably, you know, said what I thought and so forth and so on. So um, long, 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 long ago, we played Auburn twice in Montgomery. And I begged, begged for us to quit that. Try to get, because when you go to Montgomery to play Auburn, you're on Auburn's home court. And we got beat some when I first <laughs> went to Auburn. I, I tried to get us everything I could do to get it. We got one of our best players hurt there, uh, James Booth. And so, it, it never worked out. And Finally, we got it where it went, uh, before it went home and home. And it was much, much better. It took a long time to do it, but, uh, Alabama was a big disadvantage before any of the people I listened to this show were born. It was played in Mon- both games were played in Montgomery. I didn't like it. And behind the scenes and, and, uh, when I recruited against Auburn, it was, uh, a tough recruit. Um, the yeah, Alberto, was, it was involved in it, but we had, we had players in the state that we needed to get, they needed to get, we got our share. So it was, uh,
1: A lot of things said behind the scenes. I want to ask you, Uh, Bruce Pearl.
2: Not so much with Sonny and I, but but some some with
1: with Auburn people and myself. Would you have said this if you were Bruce Pearl? He said right now Alabama's in first place. Right now they're the best team in the league right now. I've been talking about Tennessee probably being the best team, and I still think they are, but Alabama is in first. Would you have said that? Oh, I think it's okay.
3: Right.
1: I think I
2: think that's that's correct. He's he's pretty much been, you know, pretty much correct. I think he told me uh, he told me, uh, well, last time I talked to him, he thought Tennessee was was you know playing well. I, I think right this minute, today, right this minute, Alabama's playing the best. They did play a Mississippi State team who didn't play great, and and um, but got to give Alabama a lot of credit. So. Uh, I think Alabama's a better shooting basketball team. I think they have more shooters. Uh, the, the big thing in the game tonight will be the ability of, of Auburn to contest shots. Um, get you know th- That's going to be critical to contest shots and to give up as few as they possibly can second and third shots. Um, the abilities of, of Auburn to take the basketball somewhat inside, a little bit more than, than normal, um, their ability to do that and score inside no, those, are, those are not threes, but they're going to have to do a good job inside and outside. I, they are nights that Auburn does not shoot it real well. And uh, Alabama's gotten somewhat better defensively. Auburn is uh, playing 15 people. Uh, they have a they have a happy team. And Alabama is playing uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 10, 11, or 12 uh, with Pringle out. I don't know what he's doing tonight. I
1: Auburn mean, do playing 15? I don't, yeah. Played the game, played 15. Well, yeah, I'd be playing walk Uh Yeah. But I think their rotations around 10, 11. Uh, but in Alabama, you know, depending on Pringle, he's, of course, Bruce Pearl laughed and said, Oh, he's all of a sudden <laughs> off suspension when we uh, play him in the arm Bowl. Oh, that's ironic. Uh, so a little bit of friendly jab back and forth. I think there's mutual respect there, but both. These guys.
2: Well, both teams are NCAA teams. Both teams, I I don't know, you know, right now, Alabama's at two or three, and and Auburn's at four or five. Um, Right now, there are eight teams probably going to the NCAA tournament. Some say nine. Uh, I don't argue that. I have no idea. Um, The biggest thing that you get is when you get that piece of paper to look and see exactly where you're, you're seated in the NCAA. Look. When you, start, when you start basketball practice, you want to beat everybody and you want to do well. But your main goal, your main goal is to have the opportunity to be one of the teams that plays for a national championship. We were fortunate enough in my years to, to play for, for one, 10 out of 12 years. Two years we didn't get in the NCAA tournament. But uh, that is your goal with your team. That's your talk with your team. Let's be good enough to get into the NCAA tournament.
1: If I would take the break here, Uh, we'll look back since 2017-18. How many championships has Auburn and Alabama won in basketball? I think you'll be surprised when I tell you when we get back. Two-minute truck out at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. They'll take great care of you and your stuff. Give them a call today. 205-247-5050. That is two men in a truck movers who care. Tide 100.9
0: Traffic
4: tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns of nissan traffic center we have picked up an accident on eastbound 2059 near covered bridge road in coaling crash there that is on the shoulder no lanes blocked and we are noting any real backup there if you're traveling along mcfarland boulevard from coker passing Lurling wallace down to u of a and to the i-20 interchange you're moving well there just minimal backups but we are seeing a bit more volume now as the morning goes along with your tuscaloosa traffic now i'm ray romero Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Wednesday morning. Flags are at half-staff with the
5: Lawrence Mill Volunteer Fire Department in Fayette County this morning after a 71-year-old firefighter, Tony Baumgartner, died after battling a house fire. He was driving a fire apparatus back to the station when the single vehicle accident occurred. The Alabama Fire College in Tuscaloosa has dispatched a support team, including a chaplain, to assist the 39-year veteran's family and other volunteers. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news. Don Hart Townsquare Media, meeting at tuscaloosa this tide 100.9
0: tuscaloosa
5: weather another beautiful day today with a sunny sky tuscaloosa high 67 for tonight fair with the low at 40 tomorrow partly sunny the high 62 friday mostly cloudy a chance of showers by afternoon the high friday 66 i'm james spann on the abc 3340 weather center on tide 100.9 it's 33 degrees in
6: tuscaloosa
0: Tide 100.9 on Facebook today to watch our live shows. Read the great articles and interact with Bama fans today.
1: Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. Want to build a five-star backyard? Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that's closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Right, dating back to 2017-2018, the Tigers, Auburn Tigers and Crimson Tide combined to win a total of seven SEC championships, four regular season titles, and three tournament titles. Uh, Bruce Pearl said it's been Alabama or Auburn reflected on both teams' recent success in the conference. We're proud of that. And uh, with that part of it, uh, there's a moment in the SEC history right now that that that's been the case. It'd be okay with me if it continues to be the case. So... Uh, you know this is a football state. We understand that, but I don't think that gets enough talk. That uh, I know you guys won a ton of championships. I think Auburn actually did win a tournament uh, in the '80s in Birmingham. Uh, one that I know will never uh, leave I you. Never uh, get over that one. <laughs> but, but you I've won a lot. You won a lot never as get over well. It. But. But I think it's good for uh, for the state of Alabama. You got Sanford playing well. UAB's uh, got a big game tomorrow night against um, Florida Atlantic, a top twenty-five team. They beat Memphis. You got uh, Alabama and Auburn playing so well. But I think the championships there in the SEC that means a lot for the state. It helps the game. That's why they got people intense out there right now, uh, lined up to get in this game tonight.
2: Well, it, it does, and I think uh, people out of state don't realize it. You know, they think uh, when they think of Alabama and Auburn, especially Alabama, they think of football, and they think it. You know, I went through a period of time with, with Coach Bryant that uh, you know we had to fight like a Dickens in order to to get players because you know it was football, and, and football, of course, cares about boat, carries the bus. But uh, you can certainly have good basketball as well, and it's important that you do. Um, if it if it's not good, then they it, it wouldn't have a lot of football prospects to come to basketball games. So um, I think um, I think basketball has always been good. Alabama is the second winningest program in the SEC. Now that may change, as Diggers said, when Texas comes in. I'm not familiar with that. Don't really care. But uh, uh, in the teams that have been there, Alabama has won the most. You wouldn't know that. Uh, so Tennessee is close in close third. But, you know, I think I think the high school basketball has been good. And I'm proud of, of you know the players that we had in the state and and um they don't take as many now because they they're going more out of state to do what they need to do. Maybe they're not as many players I don't don't recruit anymore and don't don't really know, but um, the game tonight should be uh, a knockdown drag out game, get get after each other and um how much the crowd how much effect the crowd would have on the game today. Uh, we can speculate, but we don't know. We're sure we're, we're speculating. And certainly it certainly has a, a big advantage for Auburn, just the crowd had for Alabama in Tuscaloosa. And, um, my, my thoughts on it is, you know, can, can Auburn contest Alabama
1: uh, well enough to, to beat them? But we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the and i that- don't think it's a tie I have to pull up Auburn's roster. Uh, there's not a ton of in state kids, I know Mark Sears is, yeah. but I think the atmosphere and these two coaches and the success and what's on the line, uh, make this a big game. I think these kids understand the rivalry, uh, where sometimes I'm not sure that, the, that these guys have, but you like, you know, you talk about the Alabama Auburn rivalry, you like to have kids. Uh, from the state they've grown up up knowing, but I think they've done a good job of uh, bringing attention to it. Uh, There's actually something on the line tonight. Uh, Auburn cannot afford to get swept by Alabama because then uh, they got the head-to-head on you in a two-game lead where they could tie that thing up tonight, and then the head-to-head goes away. So I think the importance of the game as far as the conference championship regular season, uh, the, the two coaches, and then the fans, uh, and probably what happened in the football game, Alabama throwing a touchdown on 4th and 31. All that stuff has kind of helped bring attention to this game, don't you think?
2: Yeah, I think it, I think it has. You know, we're sitting here with a – but generally speaking, we talk we talk about uh, the Tennessee's, Kentucky's, Alabama's, and Auburn's, which I've done. Kentucky has uh, already lost three games halfway through. Uh, they're not going to be in contention to to win the championship as far as the, the round-robin, 18-game round-robin schedule is. So uh, the biggest difference between now and back then is that um, back some not too many years ago, we played 18 games just like they're playing now, but we play it by twice. I wish it was, you know, but uh, the the uh, leagues have been expanded uh, to the point that when you play by twice, you they feel like you're playing too many games, but That's that's the way that goes. Scheduling is really really important, uh, and knowing what to do, how to do, in the conference office is. Is uh, next year we're going to sixteen games, uh, sixteen teams. Pardon me, uh, with Tennessee and Oklahoma coming in, and next year uh, I just mentioned this that instead of having five teams that you play twice, you will only have three teams that you play twice. Boy, you you take a long look to see who, which three teams you're gonna play twice, just mm-hmm. like you take a long look now to see which five teams you play twice, um, because right now that's ten of the eight,
1: that's ten of the eighteen games that you play. So and then you're also looking look at who you, who right. you're gonna get at home. Like you may not have those yeah, three, but right. who am I getting? Because right. then the next year it's gonna flip, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. there's certain SEC games you want to have at home. Kentucky, you want to have them at home. You want to have. Obviously, they're going to play Auburn home-and-home, home, but uh, that, that'll be interesting. All right, now yeah, before we get to TR done, uh, we got the great new sponsor who's been talking about uh, all the great people out at Bryant Bank, but let's tell them about uh, all the great uh, things that you can do at Bryant Bank.
2: Well, Bryant Bank is certainly a bank that I've been with for a long, long, long time. They have one right below me here, several in Birmingham, but they have four in Tuscaloosa. And if you want to go in, into a bank, not just to, just to do whatever you need to do, but to uh, be invited in there by a real-time banker, then Bryant Bank is absolutely the very best place to go. Uh, you can enjoy online service, uh, accessible around the clock, uh, to give you all the freedom and flexibility that, uh, to bank uh, the way you want to. And uh, it's backed by all the people that uh, I think that you know and you trust. They'll know you by your first name. You know, it's a sad truth that a lot of the businesses now are targeted by fraud attempts every day. And this day and time, you need you need a, not only um, a good bank, but you need a good banker. And Bryant Bank is a family-owned deal that um, all of you know. Uh, Paul Jr. Sort, sort of started this. But they know what they are doing. Um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of banks call themselves local banks. And they're not really local; they're really from somewhere else. But for Bright Bank, uh, you just take you check te- check the zip code, and and you will know that you're going to a place that's going to be helpful to you, going to give it do everything they possibly can to help you, whether it be borrowing money to buy a home or whatever it might be. Bright Bank is a very special
1: place. All right, we'll take this break. I uh, look forward to visiting some of Bright Bank on Friday as well. Take this break. Get to the Alabama great T.R. Dunn, just the Tide 100.9 is the Home of Alabama Sports.
0: Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9.
1: Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern can build the fence, the deck, the pergola, the five star backyard. There's only one choice, and that's obviously Yellowwood. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. All right, get to the Yellowwood Hotline. What a great player, great coach, uh, but even a better person. Uh, Tr Dunn is uh, went to West End High School in Birmingham. Uh, played at Alabama from '73 to '77. I don't think he probably got any nil money, uh, Dad, when he was at Alabama. Unless you gave him some under the table. His dad, his dad got a great job. Oh, so that was the nil money? How hey, you got to go. That was work his for nil him.
2: money, and, uh, and I got in with his mother too.
1: Yeah. Good morning, Tr. How are you, sir? Hey,
3: T. I'm good, fellas. How are you guys doing uh, today? We're okay. Good. <laughs> that, that's about right, Tr, that job didn't hurt I, think, uh, I got in
2: with your mom pretty good too. I thought. That was pretty good. Yes it was. <laughs>
7: um <laughs> What what are you doing what are you doing in Charlotte? Well I'm I'm just hanging um um yeah. you know, I I I got, I got I got three grandkids here and okay. um I know retired here. I um I'm I'm actually um uh, just trying to stay active. I, I got I got my real estate license a year ago and uh i just been kind of fiddling around with that a little bit. Nice. Um, uh, I will
2: mit- mention this. I, I, you know, when I called you the other day, we decided on Wednesday, I forgot it was Alabama-Auburn game. Uh, Alabama-Auburn game meant, meant a lot to well to everybody. I, I usually had the game as my scout, uh, and it was always <laughs> tough. You might want to talk always- about that a little
7: bit. It was always exciting. I I can recall that as being one of the, uh, you know, a lot of great, great memories there at at the university. But that was an eye-opener, the first time – you 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 were in charge of that game, those games, those scouting games, and it was an eye opener <laughs> to, to get that first that scouting report and that and that that pregame speech before that game. That was something. That was something to remember.
1: <laughs> well, talk about well, the was. importance of it. Obviously, you're you're. <laughs> Uh, from Birmingham, so you grew up kind of seeing the Alabama-Auburn rivalry and you you knew what it meant uh, I think these players do not a lot of Mark Sears is from the state of Alabama, but I think you know what 's on the line that they got two coaches that are always in the media that they 've got people camping out uh, for twenty four hours to get into this game uh, today. Just talk about what the what the Iron Bowl of basketball means uh, to the people in the state t r
7: well, it means it mean a great deal, uh, and that and that and that with, that's with uh, all, all the athletic programs with 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 Alabama versus the Auburn programs, football, basketball, baseball, everything. I mean, it, it means a great deal. That's you know that's you representing the state. Uh, those are those are things that you cherish and remember. You know, I I can, I, I like I said, I, I can have a lot of great memories of of. of being at the university there but I can most definitely remember all the the battles we had against Auburn uh the and, and the players that they had uh during those times I mean you you uh you know you want you want to you want to say you 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 want to say that you uh you you got the state you got the honors of winning uh when when you when you go against uh, your your state rivalry yeah. and that's that's one of the top robberies in the country Alabama versus Auburn Yep. yep. Um, T, when
2: you got through playing for us and you were drafted, and uh, I, I want you to tell the story. I, 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 I can't even think of his name, but you ended up getting
7: drafted third. Is that correct? Am I correct? on that? I, w- I was the third player taken yeah. uh, by the Portland Trailblazers in the nineteen seventy seven draft. Um, okay, they yeah. draft. Uh, they had two first. They had, we had. Um, I think it was one first-round pick, two second-round picks, and I think Ricky Brown went after me in the fourth round. Yeah. I believe, yeah, uh, right, right behind me. We we both got was, was there. Um, they, they had the, they drafted a guy named Rich Laurel from Hofstra University. He was the leading scorer in the nation uh, at that time, and they, they drafted a kid named Anderson. Um, can't think of his first name, Anderson from Missouri. Was the second pick uh, in the second round. I mean, well, uh, a top pick in the second round. And I was one of the, I was a third pick in the second round. Uh, yeah. th- uh, Portland's third pick in the second round, which was, the, I think, I believe it was the 42nd pick overall. Yeah. Um, you played for, yeah,
2: uh, who, yeah who, you played for who the, the most. Uh, I got, my name's gone blank. Um, coach,
7: uh coach uh Jack Ramsey was Yeah, was, Jack Ramsey was the it, it, with, Yeah, he was great. was not he? He he's he's a sensational coach. Te- great teacher. Yeah. Um, hall, you know, Hall of Fame coach. He he um <clears throat> he he was terrific um and uh, we had uh the prior year to my being drafted there, the Portland Trailblazers won the won the NBA championship. And uh you know, it, it was it was pretty. It was it was a um, it's going to be a tough going there. I mean, they they've just won an NBA championship. The rosters was set at 12 man roster. I was like the, I was the like I said the third player taken uh, on that team. But fortunately for me, right. I was I I was the only one to make the team. I made the team and uh, uh, the one of the guys were traded. A couple of guys were traded away, and you know, other guys didn't didn't, didn't well didn't make it. Jack Ramsey,
2: uh, you can tell the story better than I can. Was a rope jumper. He's a vegetable eater. He watched uh, what yeah, he ate was... when he got in line. He was a a you're, you're, he was a conditioning kind of guy who took a lot of pride in himself and making his team that way. I'm sure you jumped a lot of rope. Tell, tell our listeners about Jack Ramsey.
7: Exactly. He was he was very health conscious, uh, not just for himself, but for our team. He, you know, he he, he took, we took a lot of pride in that. Uh, you know, we were a very well conditioned team. Rope jumping was one of the things he, he really liked, and uh, we all participated in that prior to practice every every morning. Uh, I told you a story in the past about how. Um, you know, back then, you know, that was no. Obviously, that was that was no texting and 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 communicating email and all of that. But we got letters pr- prior to camp stating that you know, first day of camp, you know, we we had to run a mile on a certain amount of time. Uh, all small, all the smalls and all the bigs had different times, and we had to we had to complete that on day one of training camp. Um, and then, like I said, and. and Every morning in practice, you know, like most teams, we would stretch, but we'd also jump rope. But well, I don't want to uh, take away just, from – yeah, go ahead. That was, a, that was a routine. That was just a, a standard routine. You know, he, like I said, he was very health conscious. And we were a very well-conditioned team. Anybody on particularly on your team that you enjoyed playing with? Oh, yeah, I enjoyed all the guys. I mean, you know, we, I, had, I played with some Hall of Famers. I mean, you know, Bill Walton. Um um Maurice Lucas, Lionel Hollins, Johnny Davis, Bobby Gross, Dave Torzik, uh, Larry Steele, all these guys were great, great players. Um, you know, and again, like I said, they they won and the, they were NBA champions that year. We were NBA champions and and one point in that season prior to Bill Walton getting hurt, and uh we were fifty and ten in the NBA first sixty games. Uh-huh. And and then we and then we had a rash of injuries. We I thought we were on our way to winning the championship that year too, but we lost our backup center, uh, Lord Neal, who was terrific player, and then we lost Bill Walton in the same season, right before the playoff, and we ended up losing to Seattle, who who eventually uh, played in the finals against Washington uh, the Bullets that year and lost.
2: Well, Jack Ramsey took you. Uh cause of your defensive play and you shot good shots i think one of the nicest things i ever heard said about you was when dean smith said when you when you throw it to tr it's like throwing it against a wall he's going to pass that thing on to somebody else and, and somebody else is going to get a better shot and a better look than he had and it was uh you know we had good luck against them and and uh you know the way you play defensive jack ramsey was a was a was a player's coach who watched every little thing, didn't he? He was he yes, was something.
7: yes, he was. He he like I said, he, he he was a very good, obviously a you know outstanding coach, a great teacher. He taught the game, he understand understood the game, and he he you know he he taught. He was a great teacher. We we were a disciplined team, played hard, and like I said, we were well conditioned.
1: Uh, we're talking right. with Tr. Don uh, Tr. Talk about uh, the state of the game now. Obviously. You were a great player, but I don't think people realize how long you coached as well, uh, from 91 uh, all the way to 2016 with uh, you back at Alabama, but in the NBA most of the time. Um, you know, low post players now, uh, NBA guys don't really even look at those guys. You know, and Alabama is playing a style now where their five-man uh, shoots threes, four-man, they're all playing out on the floor, a guy who... Uh, posted up like a Reggie King with his back to the basket. They don't even look at those guys anymore. How, how much has the game changed uh, since you've gotten out of it, uh, T.R.? Well, it, it's, it's,
7: it has changed. It's, it, it's like anything. It, it has embo- evolved yeah. into a different style. Uh, you know, guys who can score... In the post are still valuable, but they have to be able to score outside as well. You know, you got big guys. For instance, the Joker in Denver. I mean, yeah. he scores in the post too. Yeah. But he also can stretch the floor. I mean, that's a value to bigger big guys. You know, uh, but uh, to 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 do you know inside play. But they they have. Ex- you know, extra value when they can also extend you. Just like Mb, Mb scoring in the post song too, but he's also scores on the perimeter. That I mean, there, there's a um, you know place for a, a player who, who can can score in the post, but the premium is just different. Uh, you know, you ha- you know, most of the time those players excel when they 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 are multi-talented. They can do both inside and out.
1: Yeah, uh, talk about Brandon Miller. You're there in Charlotte. Uh, you know, experience is a key. He's been in the league now half a season, so we think I think he's starting to figure it out. Last uh, several games, he's had over 30 something. he Did against the the Lakers the other night. He's an all-court player. This guy can play. Uh, inside, outside, he can handle the ball. Just talk about how he's adjusted to the NBA there in Charlotte.
7: Well, I mean, it's like anything. You, you, you know, he's a he was a very young kid, but he, he's very talented. Uh, it just takes a little time to try to, um, you know, to, to, le- to figure the game, to learn the game, to you know, to adapt to the speed of the game, the physicality, even though. You know, you come out, you know, come out of college. You know, he's again multi-talented. He's just, he's just young, and and now he comes into this league where guys are multi-talented, but they're grown men, yeah. they're much stronger, bigger. So he just got the things he he he, he he's adjusting too well. He will continue to adjust and develop, and you know, he looks like he's going to have a great future. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Depp.
2: uh Bill Walton is was, was a guy that I, he, I had him on my clinic and got to know him a little bit. He was a he, he's a character. He's somewhat of a character, but
7: uh, a very talented guy, wasn't he? Very talented. When I came my rookie year in the league, I think he may have been coming off the MVP league uh, 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 season that year. If not, it might have been a year prior. But he was at one point the fourth best player in the NBA. He was very, very talented. Could do. I mean he could score, could defend, he blocked shots, pass he uh, outstanding passer for a post player. Um and uh, he just he he was just extremely talented. You know, uh, uh had a st- still had a a Hall of Fame career, but he you know, his injuries cut that short. Uh cut his yeah. career short. The the foot injuries he had, um, you know, as, as amazing as he was, he, he could have probably
1: would have been even more known had he not had those injuries. Uh, T.R., uh, obviously Alabama and Auburn play home and home. Not every conference team does. Uh, I think when you were in the SEC, there was only 10 teams, so you played everybody home and home. But take us in the players' mind tonight. uh, It's going to be a hard sellout down there. There's an incredible environment uh, at Neville Arena there with Bruce Pearl. Uh, just talk about the Alabama's players as they go into a game like this. It, it is it's it's a big game. Uh, the kids know it. Uh, you can tell by the atmosphere. Just uh, talk about the mindset of going into a game as a player like this.
7: Well, obviously it's a big game. We talked about you know the meaning of um, you know the rivalry Alabama Auburn. It's it's everything there in the state and and you know the game is going to be. It, you know it's nerve wracking. You know, but uh, but until you start the game, once the guys get on the floor and start playing, they're at ease. Then uh, it's just it's just a little butterfly. You have those butterflies prior to the game, uh, but once the game start, it's you know it's it's, 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 it's you know it's time to get to work. Uh, the guys, these are the games. These are the games that players love to play in. Believe it or not, they love that atmosphere. Uh, the crowd, whether they you know whether you're at home or on the road, obviously at home it's a more welcoming crowd, but they enjoy the competition of the crowd, you know cheering uh whether whether they're at home or on the road, yeah, that... uh you mentioned uh Ricky
2: Brown, the other day. were his I, I i lost count, of Ricky, do you know have any idea Rick
7: yes, uh, I hadn't spoke to him in a in several months, but he's in Houston. he's in Houston, okay. Texas,
2: okay, yes. Well, um, any other any other of, of the former players that played with you at Alabama that you yes. keep up with? I yes. talk to. I,
7: I, I talk to occasionally. Anthony Murray is in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Uh, Reginald King is in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. We talked to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, Leon is there in Birmingham. Uh, Booney Russell is there in Alabama, North Alabama. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, those are my former teammates that I talked to. And also, I hadn't talked to Raymond in a while, but I know he's there in Birmingham as well. Yeah, Raymond it was, was really a good player. Any particular
2: game that, that comes to mind besides Alabama and Aubrey, North Carolina, or one of those games that that –
7: uh yeah, yeah I mean I, I mean I rem I, I remember the I remember, you know the North Carolina game and the tournament in Dayton and then also the um the um, the Indiana game that we, we lost a close one to in yeah. in Baton Rouge, I believe that's where it was. Yeah yeah it was. Yeah. Uh, the uh the game against
2: North Carolina and Dayton, gosh did we play great. Uh, our team played so well.
7: Yeah. Yeah, we 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 had a uh, you know the, uh, obviously you know those are the NCAA games and and the games that stands out. But you know I can I can even remember the game against Louisville in in the Christmas tournament in my my freshman year, yeah. and I in, uh North, South Carolina in that same game, uh, the Vanderbilt game when I was a freshman when we we uh, you know um, you know uh, up there. Um, uh, just, just things like that. I, I, I can recall some of the, some of the, like I said, I, it, I have great, a lot of great memories of a lot of, a lot of, comp, uh, battles back in, back you know, in. Have a lot of
2: great memories. You, you know, you're one of the one guys that has stuck through the top to the times. You know, sometimes you forget players, don't forget them, but you, you know, like me, I forget names now, but I don't ever forget yours, of course. But, uh, uh, you were you were terrific,
1: Barry? Uh T R D you know um I know Dad did this when he was the head coach and when he was the assistant doing the Auburn Scouting Report. I probably was too young to know. Uh, and Maybe you guys were when he was telling you things, but you know now a lot of the stuff that, that he said was probably not true. Uh like, oh. <laughs> He told, uh, I think, Robert Ory and them or somebody that Charles Barkley, I guess it wouldn't have been Ory, whoever, that Charles Barkley had written a letter and all the – he made up a lot of stuff that, that, that was not true. <laughs> you do realize that at, at your young age. Your hey, backyard. hey, <laughs> I, I- – I realize it now,
7: but you know, back (laughs) then, you know, you, you were a young kid, we were in the locker room preparing for a game and he is going ballistic. (laughs) And, and, and like I said, it was a uh, that was an eye opener. I was like, I, you know, I, we we he he I I coach is a motivational speaker. That's for sure. Because we were ready to kill somebody when we left that locker room. Yeah, and yeah. the way the way he was going off, but I, and that's like I said, that's something I never forget. That.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, one year we beat him down there, and the whole ride home on the bus, he was singing country music uh, to the top of his lungs. <laughs> <was just> like... <laughs> so the game, uh, he said it was miserable. Uh, but if they won, then he, he was miserable to be around because he was not not really. He was so giddy and excited. Uh, and that, that's well, what robberies uh, are all about. Uh, there's only one
2: problem, uh, TR. We got beat down there one time, and I brought him back and practiced him about one in the morning.
1: Yeah, that's illegal <laughs> now.
2: You can't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it
7: was you, you were really gone. Hey, hey, fortunately for us, I don't know if that ever happened. No, it didn't happen.
1: No, it didn't happen. Well, T.R., it's always a pleasure uh, talking with you. Uh, we appreciate you being on. We look forward to watching that game tonight, and uh, we look forward to having you on maybe throughout the rest of the year. Thanks,
7: T. Thank All you, right. Thank appreciate you I appreciate All right. it. All, All,
1: right. Right. All, All right, you guys take care. All, All right. right. I didn't want to ask you this, but uh-huh. I mean, like, he was in the NBA for so long. He's probably getting a. He's getting a lot of mail. He got. He when he, go, when he goes money. to the mailbox. Yeah. he goes to the mailbox, Barry, he gets two checks. He's getting one for a player and a coach. Uh, like yeah. Sixteen years in the pros. That's pretty nice. All right, though, we'll take this break. This is Todd, one hundred point he Home of Alabama Sports.
4: Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We are seeing a bit more volume on the roadways in general at this stage of the morning drive, but no major problem spots. If you're traveling Lurling Wallace coming down from Northport, crossing over the Hugh Thomas Bridge to Jack Warner Parkway, you're moving well, just minimal backups to contend with there. Now we do have our crash on eastbound 2059 in the Coaling area. This is right before covered bridge road, but it is out of the roadway and no backup through the area. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero.
0: Coming up up. on The Game with Ryan Fowler.
4: Coming up on the Wednesday edition of the game, we're going to get you ready for Alabama and Auburn. We're
5: going to lead right into the Crimson Tide Sports Network pregame show starting at 5 p.m. We'll feature Aaron Torres. We'll do a score prediction contest. We're going to have some fun. We're going to recap National Signing Day. How good was it for Kaylin Boer and the University of Alabama? We'll do a recap starting at 2 p.m. here on the game on Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
0: The longest running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. you Find Tide on Twitter at Tide109 to keep up with show announcements, guests, and our reporters in the field.
1: 7 o'clock hour. We want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. Appreciate T.R. Dunn uh, joining us. Also, we got Bill Cameron, 815. We'll get his thoughts on what's going on down there at the Plains in preparation for this big game tonight uh, between Alabama and Auburn. 6 p.m. tip. We want to thank Yellowwood. Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If you're going to build, build it to last. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. Listen to Tide, 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC. It's the home of Alabama
0: sports. Under the biggest... WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. In
8: the NBA seven games in the schedule, the Timberwolves lose to the Bulls 129-123 in overtime, while the Thunder fall to the Jazz 124-117. So Minnesota and Oklahoma City, along with Idle, Denver, and the LA Clippers are all tied to the top spot in the West. The Clippers, though, are percentage points ahead of those three other teams because they've got one fewer win and one fewer loss. Suns over the Bucks, 114-106. Milwaukee now 1-4 under new head coach Doc Rivers. Also wins for the Heat, Pacers, Knicks, and Mavericks. 25 college basketball clemson goes on the road beats number three north carolina 80 to 76 first road win over a top five team for clemson since 1977 you had number 21 byu and number 22 utah state also losing battle of ranked teams number 13 baylor knocks off number 23 texas tech 79 to 73 wins for top-ranked yukon and number five houston in the nhl the golden knights beat the oilers 3-1 snapping edmonton 16 game win streak Inside the Locker Room with
0: former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. I we get right to the Tuscaloosa Toyota Hotline. I go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. We always talk with our main man, Justin, every Wednesday. Good morning, Justin. How are you, sir? Hey, Justin. Man, I'm doing I'm doing good today. How are you? We're good. We're good. Uh, tell us uh, the 2024s are in. Uh, you guys uh, have sold a ton of those. Uh, just talk about what's going on with uh, Tuscaloosa Toyota there on Skyline Boulevard.
9: Yeah. So now at this point in time, all we're doing is anxiously anxiously awaiting the arrival of the 2024 Toyota Tacoma. And, and you know, all of my, I've not seen it in person yet. David went to a show and, and got to see it um, and a couple other guys, but what we expect this car to be a mini version of the Tundra, which is absolutely amazing. We can't wait on that vehicle to get here, but all of our 24s outside of the Tacomas all hit the ground. They have Man, we have got special financing. We've got our, our lots full, and you know how it is, Barry. When you got a lot to sell, you like to sell them. You like to sell them fast. And 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 as the old saying that I tell you all the time, we're not in love with them. That's why we sell three hundred something cars a month because we want them gone. So the deals are there, and then on top of that, you get all these special financing. Just just had somebody buy a Camry the other day, a two thousand twenty four Camry, the number one selling car as a sedan in the United States, and that car has a rate as low as in the twos.
1: Wow.
2: Tell us about, I'm sorry, Tacoma, tell us about what, what
9: you're talking about, the automobile. Explain the automobile to us. Well, I mean, the t- the, the Tacoma, you know, you, this is not. this is not, this is common knowledge, but the Tacoma has always, you know, I mean, it's it's always been the best compact truck on the road. I mean, you you've got people still driving around '98 models, and people's like, man, I, I sold my '98 model the other day for twelve thousand dollars, and you know, I mean, everybody wants a small Tacoma truck, you know. So okay, they are redesigning that truck right now, and and we're fixing yeah. to get the total redesign, and that truck's gonna be a miniature version of the Tundra. It is gonna be a great looking truck. It's got all the amenities, all the updated safety technology, and it's still made, you know, Toyota don't, don't make really a whole lot of mistakes with their product. And so no. they've engineered that thing to accomplish everything that they set out to do. This thing's got more horsepower, more torque, just like the Tundra redesign. It's got more room. And, um, you know, we, we anxiously await it. We can't wait. There's not hardly any of, of a price increase that going to that, all that stuff, because now, you know, that truck's going to have a lot of things that the older Tacoma didn't, but still yep. be built in a way that that is, you know, made to last. So we we, we, yep. we anxiously look forward to that.
8: Okay? Uh, talk
1: about if I have a car, I'm in the market to, to buy one, I'm not 100% sure what I want but I don't really know what my car is worth. Uh, You guys will uh, take a look at it, uh, you know, make an offer on it, whether somebody buys a car there from you or not. You're hoping they trade in and buy one, obviously. But, uh, you know, I think people are paying top dollar now for these, uh, I call them pre-owned instead of used. But talk about how that works, Justin.
9: Yeah, sometimes I think stories are better than just saying, hey, this is what we do. Um, So yesterday... There's a, there's a family that buys from me. They live. D- Wimp, have you ever recruited in a town called Vinegar Bend, Alabama? Vinegar
1: yeah. Bend. Where is that? Vinegar Bend.
9: Yeah. Vinegar, Bend. Vinegar I don't know Bend. I know where. I'm not exactly. Yeah. I've been somebody. Been
2: Alabama. Alabama. It's a baseball player from Vinegar Bend.
7: Really?
9: Yeah. 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 And so, and so they, bought, they bought. They bought. They bought a Highlander from me and a Tacoma from me. From me in the last year. The wife got a Highlander. He got a Tacoma. And so. The son is like, hey, you know, I want to buy a Camry from you. This is what I'm interested in, but I'm three hours away. Can you get me the value of my car? You know, I'd like to have all these ducks in a row before I come. You know, we talk about this every every time, Barry, but it it, it it's the easiest thing in the world. So he goes to our website. You can value your trade there. You can do all the financing. He can look at 75 pictures of the car he's buying. So basically on our website, he's like he's sitting at our dealership because it's easy to navigate. So tomorrow, he's coming in at 1030. Everything's going to be ready. I sent him a sheet for him to fill out. Got the VIN number, the miles. David looked at the vehicle. I sent him the numbers on his vehicle. He's like, oh, yes, we're we're ready to go. So he's there at 1030 tomorrow. Everything's done. Financing's Mm -hmm. done. The value of his car. Everything gets done, and, and he don't have to come and sit there for two hours to get his trade appraised, to look at the – I mean, everything's done. So yeah. very easy to do, very easy to navigate, and it's all right there at tuscostoyota.com where you can get financing, you can value your car, you can rent a car, you can service, you can put in the search bar, whatever. I mean, we don't sell milk and bread, but you can put in the, put in a 21 Tacoma I'm doing it as I drive down the road right now. My wife's driving, by the way. I'm off today. But I got a guy interested in a 21 Tacoma, so I just went there. I didn't know what truck it was, so I just pulled up our website while I was waiting to come on with you guys and typed in 21 Tacoma, and there's the truck that he's interested in. I can pull the Carfax, everything I need to know about that truck to get ready for him right there, easy to navigate.
1: Is it true when Dad bought that Venza? Now, we know he ain't financing Did he bring in a shoebox and just open up the shoebox and pay in cash? Listen. Yeah.
9: Hey, he t- he said, your people are going to hate me. <laughs> he had, he well, said, I've tens, got such five. and such amount of money. <laughs> Look, yeah. Tens, fives, twenties, hundreds. He said, they got to count okay. all my cash. <laughs> oh, well, <'cause>, all that <laughs> crap.
1: <laughs> He's got it in a shoebox.
9: Uh, <laughs> shoebox. Shoebox. He, uh, look, he pulled out the same dope. briefcase that he toted when he coached at Alabama. He still oh, got he it. He popped his, that open. Yeah. Chris. Hey, he popped it open. He had the $100 and the 20s and the 10s rolled up. And, and no said, financing I'm ready to buy a car. on
1: that deal. Know, he, you oh, handed no, him no, no, the title when no, no, no. he walked out the door. <laughs>
9: That's exactly right. And, hey, he said, but your folks are going to hate me because they got to count some cash.
1: Yeah. He said <laughs> – how much can I get if I pay you cash? How much is that gonna cost uh so That's anyway.
9: right hey hey, speaking of cash uh I see the line tonight four and a half five and a half what it right in there where's my, where's my where's my where's my cash at? Don't touch it mm. uh, I i i uh, five I only five and a half.
2: <laughs> Pretty
1: good. I don't know. I liked it better. It was four and a half. It went up. Let me see what it is right now. Uh mm. Just like last night that uh South Carolina game was three and a half and they won they beat Ole Miss by three. How do they know, Justin? How do they know?
9: Man, that is the most <laughs> Heck Wimp Wimp knows. Heck is is his his blue plate specials, he knows more than we know. We should just listen to him.
1: All right, let's see. Alabama Auburn tonight, uh, five and a half. Uh, maybe go the over under, 163 and a uh, So 163. So that's been got to both get in the 80s. Uh, I don't know. What do you think?
9: Hey, I've always, Wimp may know this, Barry may too, but I've always heard that watch what the line does late you know the smart money comes in late so if it, if the line falls within a two hours of the game you know down to four and a half or four points you know i mean I, I don't know what's your what what's the thoughts on that i don't have any idea I, i'm not i don't really
2: know i just kind of try to figure out how each team might play i think they, you've got a home court advantage with auburn but you've also got a better shooting team with alabama you got a Uh, A defensive team at times at Auburn is really good, and sometimes they don't contest quite the way they should. So it's just hard hard to tell. uh, You know know the games that are really hard to figure? The games after Alabama and Auburn play
1: each other. Well, what will happen here, Justin, is Alabama will be, be down seven with 12 seconds to go, and they'll come down and shoot a three. And make it and, and go under the line. The line. Will flip. Yeah, the line will flip right there on that that one shot. When you're in Vegas, we go to Vegas uh, for me and some buddies for March Madness. Uh, and it seems like every game, the last shot is to determine whether some of these bozos win money or lose money. So, anyway, well, Justin, we appreciate it. I know you got uh, plenty of people to get to. Oh, you're off today. Your poor wife's got to spend the day with you. Huh?
9: Hey, she's right here. Um, she's slapping me right now. She's not a radio person. She so don't like to put it wow. out there like well, that.
1: She but. don't want me spending the day with you. Leave her alone.
9: Well, she would. Hey, she would have to. Um, she's actually. Uh, we pulling through Chick Fil A uh, line right now, but you know, I have to get her on with you guys one day. She's she's phenomenal.
1: Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A makes so much money. Oh my goodness! It's unbelievable. That, that drive-through. Which it's one un- are you in? Norport? Norport that drive through there, that thing's all the way out to the road all day long. It's unbelievable.
9: It don't matter when you drive by Chick Fil A, it is packed,
1: no doubt. Justin, we appreciate you, my man. Talk Thank to you. you next week.
9: TuscaloosaToyota Tuss- dot com. It's easy to navigate. That's all you got to do. And I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Thank you, bud. Thank you. I tell-, right. tell you what. Thanks, Josh uh,
2: Barry. When you- I think Alabama goes to LSU and Auburn uh, goes to Florida. Mm. and getting them ready to play that next game after you Brutal. hyped it up so much is yes. not easy.
1: <laughs> Brutal Brutal. Yeah. It's just a letdown because the environment's not going to be anything like it is tonight and yeah. so it's hard to go backwards but it, somehow you got to figure out a way to do it. All right, Allstate, Insurance, Allstate Insurance Agent Andrew Conifer. He's my agent. Let Andrew become yours out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard Suite 3 in Norport. 205 9201 He'll run the quote for you, email it right there to you. You can do what I did about four years ago and make the change. Once again, 205 722 9201 And Andrew will also give you a golf tip if you need that as well. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home
0: of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic.
4: Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up a bit of a hot spot for McFarland Boulevard drivers this morning. Eastbound McFarland at Hunters Creek in Northport. We do have an accident that's got the left turn lane blocked. You do have a little bit of a backup you're going to have to get through there. 2059, though, remains in good condition this morning. You're moving problem-free from Foster's to Cottondale with no major accidents along the way. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. This report is tied 1009
5: Tuscaloosa weather. Another beautiful day today with a sunny sky. Tuscaloosa's high, 67. For tonight, fair with the low at 40. Tomorrow, partly sunny. The high, 62. Friday, mostly cloudy. A chance of showers by afternoon. The high Friday, 66. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 41 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Inside the Locker Room with Wimpenberry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Welcome back to Inside Locker. Now, you guys know that Bill Cameron is retired now. I wonder if he's out in one of those tents. Uh, Bill probably doesn't do that. He probably has... Uh, tickets. Uh, let's get to the Yellowwood Hotline. He's with ESPN 106.7 The Drive down in Auburn, Opelika. Bill, you're not in a ten, are you? You already got your ticket, right? Um,
6: no. Well, I've got a, I've got a pass for tonight, and we've uh, uh, got two <laughs> tickets for we've got two tickets for the five folks here in the family that want to go. So, uh, how do you? We may it? have a lottery. We may have a lottery here at the house.
1: Oh boy! How do you determine who gets to go? How, how's that? How do you do that, Bill?
6: Okay. and then the uh, the uh, the other four decide. there's there's some really good friends my my best friends have they usually have an extra ticket so so there are usually two tickets between the two sons and their wives so i'll leave it up to them
1: cuz if you pick they're always say so that person's yeah, the no favorite no nah, you can't do that talk about yeah, the you're uh right. talk about the atmosphere down there the yeah. environment uh you know Not only is it a big uh, in-state rivalry, but this game has a lot uh, to do with who wins this SEC regular championship. I don't think Auburn can afford to lose uh, because Alabama would have swept that, would give them the head-to-head plus a two-game lead. Just talk about the atmosphere down there leading up to this game, Bill.
6: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, It would it would be all in all, intents and purposes, a three-point lead for a three-game lead for Alabama if they uh, if they were to win. So. Uh, it, it is, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's one of the more highly anticipated games. I mean, there've been a few, I mean, we've seen students camping out the night before they were fortunate last night. It was only, only in the upper and thirties and and it was dry at least last night, but yeah. you know, I, I hadn't realized this until, uh, I was told the other day and it got brought up when we met with uh, Bruce Pearl a couple of days ago, this is the first time. That Auburn has hosted Alabama with both teams ranked. Um, Whip, uh, uh, and, and Sonny met, but it was in Tuscaloosa with both teams ranked. And, yeah. uh, Bruce, Bruce and Nate met with both teams ranked, but, but that was in Tuscaloosa. And I believe both teams, somebody said both teams were ranked back in the 50s. So this will be, this will be the first time both teams have been ranked here at Auburn. So it's a, it's a huge ball game. And, uh, you know, Auburn Auburn knows they need to win this one if, they, if they've got any chance of staying in the race for the uh, regular season title. Yep, yep. Um, Auburn has uh,
2: struggled a little bit shooting the basketball at times. I don't know that this is as good a shooting team. I know the big kid inside is very good and gotten a lot better. But I don't know if this is as good a perimeter shooting team for Auburn as they've had in, in the last several years.
6: Well, I, I I actually think it's a little better than last year's because they've got a few guys that can shoot it. Uh, it it's a couple of okay. positives. Den, Denver Jones has shot it better the last couple of ball games, and, and he's okay. a guy that yes. coming in from Florida International, uh, everybody thought, well, well he's going to be um, he, he's going to be a guy that will give them fifteen or so maybe a game. He averaged yeah. twenty one a game last year at Florida International. He's a really good shooter, but he has been Auburn's defensive stopper. Last couple of ball games, he shot it better. Chad Baker Mazzara is, uh, he, he's really getting better the last couple of games. But no, they're not a team that's going to, uh, consistently shoot 40% from three. But the other thing is they shoot it a whole lot better at home.
1: You know, uh, winning that game Saturday at Ole Miss made this even a bigger game. Uh, they were not playing well the first half. Uh, there's, uh, news out there that the players told the coaches to get out, and they had a players-only meeting. They came out and played, I think scored in the high 50s in the second half. Talk about maybe the leadership on this team. These guys realized how important that game was Saturday to make this game Wednesday even more important. Just talk about the leadership on this Auburn team, Bill.
6: Yeah, that that's again, Chad Baker-Mazzaro was the guy yeah. that, that sort of took over uh, there. I mean, Jani, uh, Jalen, Jalen's the guy that Jalen Williams is the guy that's been around for a long time, but he's not the big, the big vocal leader. And a lot of times, you know, your uh, your point guards, as Bruce was saying, Auburn's got a couple of young point guards with Trey Donaldson being a true sophomore and Aiden Holloway a freshman. But uh, Chad's one of the guys. Uh, uh, some of the guys that have been here longer have are more the quiet, uh, just sort of lead by example type guys. So. Um, Chad's one of those guys. Katie Johnson's one of those guys, and uh, they have, you know, this is an experienced team, even though they may not have all been playing together for three or four years. They've got a lot of a lot of time in at the college level at every position other than point guard. And um, you know, obviously, Bruce was happy to see um, one of his guys step up, and, and it looks like uh, Chad is is a guy that's really taking that role. Yeah. Uh, I felt like at, at at Alabama that maybe uh
2: Auburn didn't contest the three as well as Bruce Ward did, two. don't uh, know they didn't. Agreed. Uh they they um, they were late getting to the to the three point shooters at times, especially out front when kid from Dallas made so many. Uh I think I think that probably is a is a big fact of course. You have to guard the dribbler. If you don't guard the dribbler then you're you know, it, that's that's problems too. But uh I, I'm sure Auburn will get better, and I just didn't think they contested quite as well. And it was kind of costly to them in Tuscaloosa.
6: I think that's a really good point, Wimp. I mean, uh, I thought so. I thought so too. I mean, look, Alabama's going to get uh, Alabama's going to get their threes, but they've got to be more contested than they were in the yeah. first half. I thought the second half they they did a much better job, uh, and they also um, yeah they you know, did got the ball yeah. inside a little bit. The other The other thing they can't afford to do is they can't afford to give up those second and third shots the way they did. And that, in in those two road games, I believe they gave up 30 offensive rebounds to, uh, to to Alabama and Mississippi State. And they just can't do that. Auburn should be, uh, Auburn should be able to, um, contest and, 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 and hang with, um, with, with teams. I think with Alabama, I think Auburn should be able to rebound right there with them. They can't allow those second shots, but. You're right they've got to contest the three they've got to at least be coming at them and have a hand in their face when they shoot it because uh alabama shoots shoots it so well
1: uh bill what you know, auburn's uh they started out as a four and a half point favorite it's gone to five and a half uh how many points in your mind does that home crowd mean to auburn uh it's obviously a i know alabama people try to make fun of it being a small arena and saying we'd sell that arena out uh if we had one that size, but I think where the students sit, the environment that it has created in there—you've uh, been in there numerous times. What does that home court mean uh, to the Auburn Tigers?
6: Ah, uh, golly, it's hard to imagine. It doesn't mean a half dozen points or so. I mean, it it has become it has become such a home court advantage. I mean, they've sold it sold it out now. This will be, I guess, fifty-one. Fifty-one or fifty-two straight sellouts that that, that Auburn's had, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, they're they're forty-seven and three in their last fifty home games. So I mean, it, it means a lot, and um, it's uh, it it was done, and boy, it turned out to be the perfect thing. You're you remember the old Coliseum; the students yeah. were just sort of there in the corner, and they were way up high. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- th- this is this has been something that. Uh, it's the perfect size. I know there are a lot of people that wish there were more seats. Uh, you know, I've talked about my son, you know, working on campus for years and hasn't been able to get a ticket there. An awful lot of folks that would love to be able to get tickets. But what that does is that makes it even more important and the folks that get in there really appreciate the opportunity of, of being there. Yeah. Um,
1: I guess talk about these two coaches. Uh, they're, they're both fiery guys. Uh, I think they have respect for one another, but – You know, when Avery Johnson was first here, he acted like he didn't understand, like, you know, it was just another game. It's not. Uh, You know, I think the football game, especially the way it ended uh, with the fourth and 31, just adds to uh, the Alabama-Auburn deal in all the sports. Uh, But just talk about these two coaches. I was seeing what Bruce Pearl said, that Auburn and Alabama have won seven SEC championships, either tournament or regular season since 2017, 2018. I don't think that gets enough talk about how good the basketball's no. been in this state here lately, uh, Bill.
6: No, you're you're right about that. I mean, uh, they have been the they they've been the best teams in the league the last uh, few years, and uh, you know, Alabama looking for its third title in four years now. I mean, this is a uh, uh, it's something the state of Alabama should be very proud of. You, boy, I tell you what, look around the entire state. I mean, there's really good basketball being played yeah. at all levels. In, in the state of Alabama right now and Auburn and Alabama are right there at the top. I mean, it is a, uh, it, it's very intense, uh, rivalry. I mean, Bruce talked about it yesterday. I thought it was, uh, interesting. I bet you guys have talked about the fact that he's, uh, he's urged the Auburn crowd to be crazy, but to be clean. Uh, he said, you know, uh, please, please watch your, you know, he, he want he, he'd like, he'd like the, uh, the fans. and I'm sure this is aimed at students to. uh, uh to not be as uh as as vulgar with the language, but he wants them there crazy. But yeah, that that gives you an idea of, of how intense it is. The fact that the uh, kids have been camping out and uh, ready to get there in line and sort of rush down and, and fill up the jungle. It's uh uh it it it's it's a great it's it's a great thing to have. Uh boy a few years ago never would have never would have imagined that something like this would be going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh before we get Uh, way you
2: get away Um, there's an article written by a sports writer who um, I won't go ahead his name about the defensive um, person that uh, uh, Durkin the guy guy they hired uh, who had had some problems in Maryland Um, and I thought it was a little bit ridiculous because those problems were solved and uh, he's supposed to be a heck of a defensive coordinator could you comment on that or any thoughts
6: about that at all well, I mean, we, we talked about it when he was a candidate. I mean, uh, you know, it's a situation where, um, you know, tragically a, a player died during a workout, during a summer workout. Yeah. And yes, DJ Durkin had hired the guy who was in charge of the workout. But, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, Maryland was going to bring him back. Obviously, there was an outcry sure. at the time. Uh, that there it, it's, it's the situation where, you know, Things he was cleared of any wrongdoing. That doesn't mean that uh, you know that, that it, it shouldn't be viewed as, as a terrible tragedy. But my sure. goodness, he's been uh, he's been hired by two SEC teams, and and there was an awful lot of talk that uh, had Nick Saban stayed at Alabama, he could have been Alabama's next defensive coordinator. Right. So yeah. uh, I I know he was, uh, you know, he's been vetted everywhere he has been. Uh, we haven't had a chance to talk to him yet. And and I'm sure that's one of the questions that he will be asked about. But uh, it's something that I mean, it'll always be it'll always be with him, and, it, and it's terrible that it happened. But uh, yeah. uh, it it's something that that um, you know I, I guess is always going to be brought up. But it there haven't been any indications of of any kind of problem since.
2: Yeah, well, I, that's the way I felt. I just felt like it wasn't necessary to write that, but I I didn't I wasn't no, trying to stir up any controversy. I just I was just wanted to know if there's any feeling in there
1: about it. Yeah, I, I can help you with tonight. I looked on Ticketmaster here. Uh, you can get <laughs> so, t- yeah, you can get two tickets uh, for six hundred uh, <laughs> and seventy four dollars tonight, and that's the cheapest. <laughs> Row twenty five, section two ten. So this has got to be a a ticket guy's dream, right? Uh, they're gonna make some. Somebody's gonna make some money tonight. The cheapest, I guess, you can get one ticket, standing room only, of uh, for a hundred and fifty-eight. The other standing room, three hundred, three hundred ninety-nine. So, uh, it's a ticket broker's dream tonight, Bill. But uh, if you really want to, oh, yeah. if you really want to get in, you could pay seven hundred bucks, get two of your kids in. Oh, I, I
6: well. I'm not going to do that. They, they're, they're grown. They've got jobs. If they want to do that, they can get in. But uh, yeah, you're right. The thing is, it's so difficult finding people that are willing to sell the ticket um, because uh, that's what makes them. That's what makes them go up even more. Now it's, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to get over there. I mean, the uh, thing is, I've complained. I mean, I, the eight o'clock games, uh, especially while I was having to get up and go to the office the next day, and I didn't like those eight o'clock games. This is a situation where. Man, I'm on the air till 6 o'clock, and that's when the game starts. I'm, I may have to do the uh, the last segment or two in the car. Oh, yeah, uh, no doubt. On the way, trying to find a parking spot. Good luck Good luck to me for that.
1: Uh, talk a bit about uh, Auburn baseball. Uh season's right around the corner. They've done a great job of promoting. I've followed all their social media accounts. I know Butch Thompson's excited about this team. A lot of newcomers on this team. Uh, the tickets are flying. Uh, I think they'll have very few left for – uh, the first weekend series. Just talk about the excitement around Auburn baseball.
6: Yeah, they've been scrimmaging just about every day. Yesterday, uh, uh, Bobby Pierce, the guy know he's not one of the newcomers. Boy, he's been around for a long time, but he's gone he through is, some Bobby. injuries and things like that. Uh, had a big day yesterday. They've got uh, um, I, just they've got they've got some pop up and down the lineup that I really like. And eighty percent of the the uh, innings pitched that they had coming back, so um you know they're a team it, it's funny that uh, they don't they don't get an awful lot of hype uh, but but i think this is a, an experienced team that's got a chance led by led by joseph gonzalez coming back i mean they've got a chance to be pretty darn good and and yeah everybody's just been hoping the last couple of days and you know it's not going to be the case they've been hoping the weather could be like this next week when the season starts, I guarantee you a cold front's coming through. That's just the way it always
1: is. But, <laughs> it is amazing.
6: Yeah,
1: a, lot, a lot of excitement. Every time baseball season starts, Like you literally got to have heaters. It's It oh. won't be cold at all. Then once it starts, it starts raining and becomes extremely cold. I don't think God was a baseball fan uh, for some reason, <laughs> Bill. Early or, just that, or
6: just that sense of humor. It's like, yeah, I'm going to tease you a little bit or something. <laughs> You're right. I mean, for years and years from the time my my boys were playing, it would be like you'd count on it and it's always been the case. Hey, I'm telling you guys, the coldest I've ever been at a sporting event was back when I was doing Auburn baseball play by play and we played Ole Miss and it snowed the night before and we came out and there was a wind chill of six and we played that was before we had stands. They were just they had just put the aluminum bleachers up and we didn't have any kind of cover behind home plate. There was me and a guy from Sports Information were the only two people in the stands. That's the that is that is the coldest I've ever been at a sporting event.
1: All right, Bill, tell everybody where well they can get your show down there.
6: Uh, I'm going. I'm going to watch it, Bill. But uh, if I were driving, I wouldn't. I wouldn't
2: drive and listen to Sonny because Auburn would never <laughs> commit a foul, and Alabama would would uh, foul and not be called on them. <laughs> well,
1: you know that's that's what that's what home announcers are supposed to do. Oh. Isn't it? I, oh. He is like, but like he is. I don't know who's a bigger homer here, Chris Stewart. Now, Chris Stewart's a homer too. Now, no,
9: Ooh. Chris is Chris, uh, Chris. Chris,
6: Chris is great. Uh, he is great, but is he's a,
1: he's a homer now. He is a well. homer, and so is Brian Passy. I love them both. There ain't nothing wrong with. it. I, I would want my uh, color and play-by-play game to no, be a homer. Yeah. You better not. You
6: better not. Yeah, you better want your announcers to uh I mean the, the fans yeah. better know who your announcer's pulling for. Well, they do. I mean there's yeah. no question. Andy. Coach Bryant Coach Bryant Coach Brian fired a guy over that. <laughs> not not being a homer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I got it I got it in trouble I got in trouble way back in the day for uh for, for not being enough of a homer. So yeah. yeah, I I understand. Hey, that that's the way it should be. That when you turn on a radio, you better know <laughs> uh, turn on a ball game, you better know you know, well, who's making the calls? If you man, can't tell
1: within a couple of possessions, then, uh, well, then it better be a national broadcast. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Sonny can write a book on it. Yeah, yeah. Sonny's good. Sonny's good. He's, hey, he's Sonny's been got to on figure it, for it a while. out. He's got to figure it figured out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Does Sonny even know that Alabama and Auburn are playing tonight? <laughs> yeah,
2: I think he does. Yeah, I'll call him
1: and tell him. He might give you two tickets. <laughs> hey, can I have two? He <laughs> wouldn't even know it's a big game, according to Dad. I don't. I treat Sonny better than dad does. But uh All right, Bill, tell everybody where they can get your show down there.
6: Yeah, it's fun every day. 4 to 6 uh on uh, on espn.com, espnau.com. It's the drive. Uh we would love for folks to join in again. You can check us out online uh either espnau.com or radioalabama.net. Uh, love love to have folks join in. If you're heading into the ball
1: game, give me a call. Appreciate it, Bill. Thanks, Bill. All right, guys. Have a great day. All right, Bill Cameron, absolute best. All right, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Uh, uh, have, a,
2: have an accident that's not uh, necessary, uh, have an injury, mentally and physically you're messed up, uh, got some problems financially, don't know what, exactly what to do, never happened to you before. Then Prince Glover and Hayes are the people for you to visit with. 345 1234. They'll visit with you on the telephone. You'll go over the problem that you have. They'll have you over to seven one ice mine road and visit with them in person and they've been very very successful. That's the real key to look at people who have been successful in the past with these kind of problems and they have been Prince Glover and Hayes absolutely the very best three four five one two three
1: four princelaw dot is the website I always remember not one dime out of the old pocket to sit down with these guys. They'll let you know whether it's worth going forward. And if they do, you don't pay if they don't win. You listen to Tide of 100.9 SC home of Alabama sports.
9: No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers.
0: Total by... Alabama Crimson Tide lives right here. Down the pylon. Touchdown, Alabama. On tide 100.9.
1: Welcome back to Inside the Locker. We appreciate TR Dunn, who joined us uh, in the first hour. And obviously, we just had Bill Cameron talking Iron Bowl basketball. Uh, so, appreciate those guys being on with us this morning. Let's get right to the Yellowwood Hotline and bring Philip in. Good morning, Philip.
3: Good morning. Good morning, guys. Big day today. Big day. Yeah, big Hey. Uh, hey, uh, I remember, uh, I love Coach's um, comments on how he felt. During the days where he was in charge of the Auburn gang, and I can remember going down to Auburn as a kid and watching the Tide play against Coach uh, Doctor Bob Davis's team. Yeah. A lot of times they they had good talent, but they didn't have a lot of wins. But I remember um, uh, you guys would stick T-R down on Stan Cabbage. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, uh, you know that you say that. I'm going to tell you a funny story on that Bob Davis thing. Mm-hmm. They they've got us twenty two. They've beaten us twenty two in um, in, uh, in in Tuscaloosa with Bob there, mm-hmm. and um, we can't do anything. Well, instead of kind of doing what they need to do to win it, he tried to beat us forty four, and we yeah. came back with with uh, Anthony Murray and pressed him and beat him. Bob lost his job
3: over it. I remember. I remember it very really well. I remember <laughs> yeah, it really he lost well. his job. Yeah. Yeah, um, one thing, Barry. I want to ask you. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure how old you are, but how old do you remember back when your dad coached on, on on days like today,
1: and what it was like back then? Uh, I, I just I remember how important the game was to him. Uh, you could, always, and I would try to be around practices a lot. And you know, he was one that had open practices all the time. Like anybody that wanted to come watch, there weren't. Uh, they weren't closed. He'd let you come in unless they were playing very poorly and he was going to uh, have uh, a practice that maybe the public shouldn't see. But the Auburn game was different. Uh, he told all the managers to lock all the doors. Uh, if he saw anybody, because a lot of times they, people had classes over in the Coliseum. A guy might poke his head in or something. And, yep. uh he had had those managers flying up there, and to to get those people out of there. And I think he just and he can answer this better than I can. He did it because he wanted his players to realize it was something different. Like we were doing something yeah. different. It was more. It was special. Uh, and the intensity leading up to that game uh, was was unbelievable. Uh, and, and Tr was right. He'd have them ready to knock the door down uh, to get out there and play. Now. Most of the time, they did win. Uh, so the highs of winning, I can remember those. Talk about him singing country music to the lows of uh, the game in Birmingham when they lost. Like literally, he was like devastated uh, for for days, uh, you know. And of course, you got to bounce back. So the, the highs and lows of the wins and losses. I don't people really understand. Think they really understand how much he that game meant to him, and he wanted his players to feel the same way. And I think they did. Well, those are great memories and some of my best times growing up, and I appreciate it. I appreciate Coach. it, Philip. All right, I thank you. Phillip. Thank uh, you a lot. Yeah. Um, so tonight, um, if you're Nate Oates, uh, you know it, it's an environment there. I think he he loves it. Uh, he he loves this environment. He's an intense guy. He's a fiery guy, uh, and you know he kind of says what's on his mind. He'll he'll poke at you a little bit. He's a a guy from the north doesn't mind telling you what he feels. Uh, I think he and Coach Burrow have a lot of respect for one another. But how does I I guess you can't get so up now. You can't waste a bunch of energy. You got to no. time it at the right time. Talk about that because yeah. uh, you can burn a lot of wasted energy yeah. Yeah. Uh, right now when the game's not till six o'clock yeah. tonight. You got to be ready at game time. And you got, you know, your
2: practice leads to that. You got to be, you got to be live legged. You can't, you can't spend the, uh, the whole time out there standing around, letting them stand around, and tell them every little thing. Um, back when we played jolies, they ran the shuffle. Whew, that was a that was a booger bear to to, to defend. But um, you know, you have to be you have to be ready at the right time. And I think you have to. I I always felt like I wanted to be darn sure that my team was live legged. Uh, that was the big thing for me that we, we had not not practiced them so hard and so much and and so long that uh, you know I felt like they knew what they were doing but they were tired. So yeah, when we we played Auburn we were we were darn careful that that we did a good job in the scouting report when I was assistant coach for twenty years and and then we you know did. Did a good job i guess in the 12 years i was there but uh it's uh you know it's a it's a emotional thing and uh, you, you just you got to hang in there best you possibly can and and be ready to play and i know that the game after that uh, is just as important as in the number of wins and losses that you play and that you that you have uh, alabama i think it's at lsu and i believe auburn's at florida and um, so it's you know the games count the same in number, but they don't count the same in 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 recruiting and and thoughts and th- things like that. And and uh, so um, try to very best to based on a lot of things that happened to us in recruiting back years ago. Uh, you know, kept a mad on for them. And, so we'll see what
1: happens. All right, we'll take the break here. We we'll get back. We got time holding. We got time to squeeze in maybe one or two more phone calls. Two oh five three four two nine nine zero four. Get us a tide one hundred point nine to see home
0: of Alabama Sports. Tide one hundred point nine traffic.
4: Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Our drive along McFarland Boulevard through Northport is moving better now. Our previous accident spot in McFarland and Hunters Creek is cleared. Had the left turn lane blocked there for a while but it's moved on. All lanes open and we really aren't noting any backup there. Same story if you're traveling along Lurling Wallace down from Northport crossing over the Hugh Thomas Bridge to Jack Warner Parkway. Delay free conditions along the way there. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero.
0: Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. The Martin Houston Show.
10: On a Thursday edition of the program, we'll look at Alabama's final haul for signing day, class 2024. We'll also look inside and take a final look at Coach DeBoer's staff, and we'll also review the Alabama versus Auburn game. Hopefully the Tide will able to get another big road quad one win. The Alabama one Hotline will be open at 205-342-99204, as well as you can join us on the live stream under Martin Houston 3-5 fan page. We look forward to having a conversation with you on tomorrow right on your home for album on Fort Tide 100.9 and
0: 138 in Brought To you by Tidwell Chiropractic, the only third generation chiropractor with over 26 years experience in Tuscaloosa. Call Tidwell Chiropractic at 752-2503. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather.
5: Another beautiful day today with a sunny sky. Tuscaloosa's high 67. For tonight, fair with the low at 40. Tomorrow, partly sunny, the high 62. Friday, mostly cloudy. A chance of showers by Afternoon, the High Friday 66. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 41
0: degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Welcome back to Inside Rocker. I got a couple phone calls holding. We got Tom and Tim holding. We'll get right to Tom first at the Yellowwood Hotline. Good morning, Tom.
10: Hey, what's up, Bear? How are yep. y'all this morning? I'm
1: hey, good. How hey, you doing?
10: Uh, you know, you were talking about earlier about uh, the state of college basketball in, in the state of Alabama, and you you referenced. Uh, Samford and, and, of course, Alabama and Auburn, you know, they're rolling right now, uh, in my opinion, and uh, and have been. Uh, I think you are right to point that out. But here, here's my question. And, you know, Coach, is, uh, he's been real complimentary of uh, Coach McMillan at Samford, and uh, he likes the way he coaches and likes the way his team plays and all that kind of good stuff. Do you think his coaching will transfer to a uh, Division One school?
1: I he's, do. Well, he's at a Division One school.
10: Well, I mean, like uh, Power,
1: Power Five. five. Uh, yeah.
10: Yeah.
2: What a Dad, go ahead, Dad. I do. I think it would. Yeah, I think he has the ability to. Things that things that don't work on his level, uh take those away and add things that do work. Yeah, I think he's a he's a I think he's a really good basketball mind. I really do. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I I just I wondered I uh you know, being at Stanford
10: and, and, and you know, you said you were very, very impressed with him. And I was just wondering, uh you know, what may be next for him. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I don't know what the, what the situation is. It's hard to get major college jobs uh, at times from from, the, from that level sometimes. But uh, I don't. I have no idea. But uh, I I think he's. Uh, I think he knows the game on both ends of the court, and I think he handles his players very well. And I think he could do the same uh, if you want to call it a higher level, which is a higher level. I think he can. The the most important thing would be for him. To understand and, and get involved in the recruiting because players win games and uh, he'd have to have the And I, I, I don't know the complete answer to that because he hasn't done that but uh, if he has the ability to recruit and hire staff that can recruit then from a technical standpoint I think he'd do a good job
10: Well, well you would think uh, if you go to a power five that the, the resources uh, financially yeah. would be there to attract yeah. Uh, the kind of ability you'd have to have, you know, that would help you with recruiting. Uh, and so that you would think that that would be a factor. And then also, uh, you wonder, uh, <clears throat> you know, about a guy like Chris Beard. Uh, I'm I've, I've interested in what your evaluation of, of the job he's done at Old Miss this year.
1: I think he's done way. well. He's. Yeah, go ahead. I want to say this, Tom, uh, and I, I know you weren't being disrespectful. I didn't, I didn't take it that way. but And I was talking to Bruce Pearl about this. Some of your best coaches, when people say, can they do it at this level? They're in the smaller college, uh, high school. I've been around Division I, the Power Five. You'd be amazed how poor some of these guys coach. Uh, so I think they get credit for being a great coach because they're at the Power Five level. Well, guys that are at a lower level, like what What DeBoer did in the NAI, it's all relative. He's coaching against uh, teams that have the same resources, so I don't uh, frown on that. Uh, And and so I think these guys, if he went to a Power 5, he would get better players and his system would be better. So I think some of your better coaches, quite honestly, are at the lower levels. People just don't recognize it because they're not on TV and stuff all the time.
2: You know, Tom, one of the things that's different now if I go to a Power 5 school, I want to be darn sure that the athletic director has enough money for my basketball program to buy players. Uh, if if I go there and, and the, we can't get the money up, the money's not there. The athletic director's under a lot, of, a lot of strain. He's giving a lot of his money to football. He's giving the football assistant coaches to buy players. Uh, they've got the women's program, the, the ladies' basketball coach. She wants the money to buy, buy her some players. And so when I when I would go there from a Samford or somewhere like that, I would want to be darn sure I had a chance to win because the athletic director was going to make men's basketball one of the important parts and give me money to buy players. That's the difference now. <laughs> it's bad, but that's
7: because, the truth. I, mean,
2: what, I, think, I think you're
10: dumb as a coach, and I don't mean that different. Faithful at all, but you're dumb if you go there and you say what kind of nil budget yeah have a right. to look forward to. I
1: think you can do, yeah. do that, don't you? Well, you got yeah, you, you do. Yeah, well, they're coming after you because you're hot. So you got to negotiate that on the front end. Thank you, Tom. Okay, thank you. Uh, all right, uh, we got to go on. Get out. I'm sorry, Tim. We got to get out uh, and make way for the Gary Harris show. We appreciate to everybody uh, listening. Uh, in this morning, you list the Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM TBC. It's the home of Alabama sports. The Gary Harris Show is next.